Yo. Um, I didn't feel like doing this one today. Okay, that's my just out the gate admission. And I did write this one out first. Um, I've realized that podcasting and then transcribing is way more difficult. Um, so I wanted to give myself um, a better shot at it by writing and then recording. So uh, this is day four um, of a 10-part series. Uh, I started um, this to hopefully jumpstart uh, my heart, <laughs> jumpstart my creativity, um, commit to um, producing content again every day um, or, or regularly. And um, so far, so great. So um, this is day four. Hope you enjoy. It's actually day four this time. I didn't record it and then write it. I wrote it and now I'm recording it. I kept looking around yesterday like nothing, nothing god, you don't you don't have anything for me to get fired up about today. After I had posted my day 3, I felt like I was in a bit of a wasteland, I'm not going to lie. Um and I was like, "Damn it." <laughs> like it's been fun being fired up, passionate, motivated, encouraged, motivating, encouraging, but not in the last 24 hours for me. Pain has been crazy. Um, it's not emergency room crazy, so that's thankful, but it's can't think crazy for sure. Matter of fact, every night after being so on it for the podcast or newsletter has been rough. And I think most nights are kind of rough, if I'm really being honest. Reporting, recording puts me in my chair more. Um, more seat time equals more pain. And it's totally worth it. But I definitely have to like mentally prepare myself. Um, and I've kind of paid the price for it. This week, it has been a week and a half since my last surgery. So let's get into a little update action. Okay. I'm going to do a little check-in that I learned at church. Um, maybe it'll be something that you haven't heard before and that you can have it as a positive takeaway. Because even though if I don't feel like I have a whole lot right in this moment, maybe that'll be something. That you walk away with. A new way to check in with each other. It's a check-in called PIES. P-I-E-S. Physically. Intellectually. Emotionally. Spiritually. PIES. Physically. Intellectually. Emotionally. Spiritually. I figured I'd do this check-in style. Because it'll only get better as I go on. <laughs> I mean... The physical check-in might suck a little, though, to be honest. Physically, I'm hurting still. There's no two ways about it. As I mentioned. But I do think that my last surgery worked. 
there there is that there's always been a pressure to point a pressure point inside my knee that's kept me from fully extending my leg and weight bearing it's, there's always been this pressure point and let's say that pressure point was two to two and a half inches across before the surgery um, and if you were to take that and make that into a circle like a diameter that's kind of the the space that has happened and where the pain has felt really bad on the medial side of my knee and after the surgery I do think that pressure point is more like an inch across now much much better there um, less of a uh, uh, stabbing pain there but not fully eliminated yet uh, the weight bearing and walking mechanic should hopefully improve as I get back to physical training but we haven't gotten there yet we've got to get that approved so it has not so far but hopefully when PT is approved I'll get back in and we'll get back to work and we'll grow it every day and we'll strengthen this largely atrophied left leg the, the my quads are atrophied I mean I don't know it's it, we've got a lot of work to do but I think we might be able to get more work done now after this last surgery but I haven't been able to test it yet all that sounds pretty good but it's only about half of my current issue um, I did a neuroconnectivity test a few months ago called a EMG um, probably about six months ago at this point and it showed that based on my altered walking walking pattern for the last two and a half three years that um, there is severe nerve damage in the nerve branch coming from my lower back it's the same nerve cluster that houses the sciatic nerve um, um, the nerves run um, through my left butt cheek under my left sit bone some people call that the butt bone through my hip my left hip um, down the side of my leg under the back of my side of my leg through my knee and all the way down to my foot um, that whole track is pretty inflamed anytime I sit I'm literally adding up time that I'll be in pain I sit for 45 minutes to do something I'm gonna suffer for two to three hours um, two to three hours seated forget about it it's the rest of the night you know what i'm saying anything past that and i'm starting to run the risk of going back to the emergency room the pain just gets so crazy i have a whole protocol that i do um you know more and more i'm trying to be adamant about cutting back um pain meds or anything um pill related to handle pain so i've got a plethora of things that i go through kind of a er protocol um I mentioned that I quit taking the Lyrica and the Cymbalta and all those daily pain meds because they're doing some messed up things to my mind. And I have been trying to not take opioids during this writing project uh, because I think that they make me a bit more scatterbrained than I like to be when I write. And not to mention, obviously, I'm always worried about the addiction, uh, the, the addictive properties of oxycodone which is the one that i have um for dealing with the most severe pain stuff so i'm always i'm always kind of like i'm always looking over my shoulder i'm always like 
is this going to be the thing or, or how do I avoid or whatever? So, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can see how that can add to not a whole lot of peace. I can't take the meds all the time because I can't think and I don't want to be addicted. And if I don't take the meds, then I'm in more pain. Uh, and if I'm in more pain, I can't think and I can't write. And but then if I do take the pain meds, I can't think and I can't write. So it's like it's this weird conundrum physically um uh the pain feels like i'm being cut with a knife um wherever i mentioned uh and that knife is like a thousand degrees it feels like it's a burning knife most of the time um sometimes it feels like fire the fire's pulsing in my lower back sometimes i can feel my heartbeat in my knee and the nerve pain pulses it's wild it's wild um, but that's the physical part. Okay. And you know, not to mention all the other stuff, all the other weird ass things going on in my body now as a real result. And, and Ma, you know what those are, but I'll save that for another, another podcast. Uh, intellectually, <laughs> I wrote, look, Ma, I'm writing again. <laughs> Um, I feel pretty good intellectually. I've been overwhelmed by a few things lately, but I feel as if I can slowly but surely figure them out. I feel like I'm getting my brain back, you know, um, coming out of the fog. Not as fast as I want, of course, uh, but we're getting there. But let's try to quantify it. On pain drugs, I probably operated about 25% or less of my normal day-to-day intellect and that's real those are that's a real if i were to guess now looking back i think that's a pretty accurate assumption of only able to really access about 25 percent of my mind of my intellect the crazy part about those drugs is that you don't even realize it it's like you're in this haze or this fog you're unable to connect thoughts And then by the time you do, you kind of forget what you needed to connect the thoughts for. Now, I'd say I'm operating more at about like 80% when the pain is lower. Pain low means about a 6 out of 10. And it kind of drops as a point on the pain scale uh, increases. So, you know, if, if I'm at 7 out of 10 pain, I'm down to about... 70% 70% mental capacity, 8 out of 10, you know, 60% or less, maybe more. Um, because as pain goes up, you have less ability. You you physically have less ability to focus on things. Um, lots of studies around it, lots of stuff around um, chronic pain and how pain takes up the mental space. Anything... You know, at a nine out of 10 or above is kind of, we're getting to emergency room time, Um, emergency room time or ER protocols on my side. I call them ER protocols because I'm literally just in a panic trying to figure out how to get out of the pain cycle that I'm in. I experienced these ER protocols probably uh, no less than once or twice a week. Um, and if I'm in a flare, they could be days on end. 
Um, and when I'm in those, when I'm in that level of pain, the my ability to think is just it's shot. And that's actually when I have to start reintroducing um, drugs, honestly, so that I can just sleep because sleep is the best reset neurologically. Unfortunately, sometimes I have to get myself to sleep via, you know, whatever it is. All right. Past that emotionally. So I did physically, I did intellectually, getting on to emotionally. And at this point, damn, I thought this was going to be a crescendo all the way up to the to the end of the story. But emotionally, probably hasn't been the best either. Um, I'm emotionally exhausted. Uh, I'm emotionally exhausted. I constantly am thinking. I'm constantly trying to figure out. I'm constantly, and that just drains on you emotionally. Um... There have been highs and lows, though, emotionally. So there's a lot here. It's not just static, not just all low, which I've experienced before, and I'm and I'm I'm happy that I'm not. But the lows kind of come when um, I'm lonely. I mean, I spend almost every day inside because I can't afford to do anything. And if I did have the money to go do something, it literally hurts every time. I do it, especially since I can't really sit. It would be worth it to go sit at coffee or at lunch with a friend, but I got to emotionally prepare for the fact that I'm probably going to suffer pretty bad that night. Emotionally, it's stressful to not know how everything's going to get paid every month. Um, I know it will. I have full confidence in the fact that it will somehow. But peace is more elusive than I hope for it to be sometimes. Especially there on that particular topic. Also, emotionally, my heart is is so full about so much. The greatest joy in my life is being Hannah's dad. I rejoice in the everyday impossibilities that I get to see God do. In her, in me, through me, for me, for my family, for others. It's crazy encouraging to me. Emotionally, like soaring on the wings of eagles. That's literally the way it feels. So I got some really lows and I got some really highs, right? Emotionally. I have hope. It never runs out. It never runs out. I don't know how, but it never runs out. And I'm thankful. My eyes are getting teary just thinking about how blessed I am. And that's a perfect segue for spirituality. Physically checked in emotionally checked in I'm sorry intellectually checked in emotionally checked in now spiritually I'm so good spiritually oh man the one thing that I can tell you about being on all the pain meds is that they won't let you cry they would not let me get teary-eyed good or bad my spirit is tender and comforting and warm and full, 
right now. But I wasn't able to really feel any of that for a while. I started watching uh, the series The Chosen, which is like this, the, I'm on season two. It's the crowdfunded, full production version of the New Testament in the Bible. Or I don't know if it's the New Testament. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but it's season two. It's the story of Jesus, right? New Testament. So the first four books of the Bible are all about the story of Jesus. And this is that so far. I'm not sure where they're going, but I'm really glad that I was able to kind of track it back down. Last night, I'm squirming in pain in bed, and I'm watching this. And I'm watching this scene where the disciples are quarreling about something amongst themselves. And Jesus had been on the other side of the camp healing people nonstop for nearly, nearly the entire day. Jesus stumbles back to camp. And just like my check-in, right? He's physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted, intellectually exhausted. He's wiped. He's just been, you know, from the time he woke up to the time he went to sleep, talking, healing, praying, being with. It doesn't sound like it's a hard job, but I tell you what, every single time I finish a podcast, I'm exhausted. And and he's going from talking to the the sickest of the sick. The, the most desperate people, people that don't even believe in him, <laughs> coming to him to be healed, and he's just all day, all day, go, wink, go, wink. And they're all sitting there talking about dumb shit, honestly. Quarreling, bickering, attacking each other. And here comes God. In human form wiped out physically writhing in pain because he just spent his time with the people that needed him that needed to be seen that needed to be healed that needed to be loved and I wept I'm blinking away the tears right now because that imagery was so powerful to me He could have waved his hand over the crowd and all of them would have been healed and he never even would have missed breakfast. But he sits with each of us. Spends time with each of us. He listens each of us he answers each of us every single time every single time no matter what you're going through no matter what you've been through no matter what you're up against No matter what I'm up against. Never. For a second. Does he ignore them. Never for a second. Has he ignored you. 
Never for a second has he ignored me. So yeah, I'm, I'm spiritually, I'm good. I'm really, really, really good. I'm, I'm seen and I'm heard and I'm loved and I'm healed and I'm chosen. And honestly, I think that spiritual, spiritually, it's the only reason why I've gotten this far. Because my physical can suck. My intellectual, my intellectual can just be sideways or cloudy or, or, or stuttered or, or altered. Emotionally, I can be all over the place. I can be, <laughs> literally, I can be, I can be so happy and, uh, and and so sad at the same time some days. But spiritually, I'm so thankful for what my mom started <laughs> in me years ago. When she started teaching me about Jesus, <laughs> when she started teaching me what it meant to follow him, to love him, to walk with God. And then I started learning disciplines and then I started learning ways and then I started learn, and then I started just filling, just, just filling in the potholes of my road. <laughs> Ensuring up my foundation. And, and spirituality. My spirituality. My relationship with Jesus. Has saved my life. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So. Hopefully there's something that's encouraging there for you. Because everything can be sideways, I promise. Everything can be sideways in your life. Everything can be uncertain. But if you're certain in one thing, <laughs> if, if you spend, if you invest in one thing, invest in your relationship with Jesus. I don't always do this. I don't do this often. But if you feel... Like you just want to start a relationship. You don't know what it's going to look like. You don't know how it's going to end. You don't know how it's going to go. But if you feel like you just want to start a relationship with Jesus today, I want to, I want to invite you into that relationship. It doesn't mean life's going to get easier. To be honest with you, there's parts of your life that are going to be harder. But you're always going to have your faith to fall back on. That's what I can guarantee you. You're always going to have him because he will never leave he has never left me i've left i've ignored i've disobeyed i've walked away but he's never left me and i've been i've been someone who should have been left <laughs> before So if you're, if you're just 
you know what, God, I don't really know what this whole thing is about, but I got to do something. I got to try something. And I want it to be you. Then just pray this prayer. And if you're here and you want to pray with us for them, if you want to take this opportunity to be like to to re up, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying whatever it is that you need in this moment, just ask that if you believe that you pray with us. So, dear Heavenly Father, I invite you into my life. I believe that you're the son of God. I know that you can change my heart. And I invite you in to have your way with my life. If you prayed that prayer today, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the opportunity to extend the invite to the best relationship you'll ever be in in your life, I promise. And if you prayed that prayer as just a, a, a way to say, God, I just need a re-up, I need a little bit more, then you should expect that he will show you what he's doing today. That he will show you today. God, that's what I ask for in the name of Jesus, that you that you affirm that that decision today for those that continue to invite you into their heart for people that are newly doing it to people that have done it a hundred times i pray that everyone today will see something hear something feel something from you specifically that says hey thanks for letting me in where do we start what are we gonna do what can we do how can we start to build the faith to fall back on And so that's day four. <laughs> that's day four. I didn't even want to record today. I didn't want to record. And I have been off script for about 10 minutes. I didn't want to write. <laughs> and I needed to write. So I'm very thankful, God, to you for everything that you do in this project. I pray that you continue to use it to grow me. And, and Lord, to show me and teach me how we can teach people to share their blessings and their bruises, to connect with love and empathy. That's the mission of this, this whole thing. So that we can be better to each other and better for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm out of here. And I'm about to go take a nap. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. I'll see you all tomorrow.